0: Welcome to the Acts 29 Southern African Podcast, a podcast born out of a vision seeking to see healthy, reflective, and reconciling churches go on to multiply through church planting within the Southern African context.
1: My name is John O'Tallope, and I have the privilege of hosting this podcast, which we pray is very much for your benefit and ultimately all for God's eternal glory. For episode 6 of this, the second season of the podcast. We're looking back on season 1's episodes as we seek to remind ourselves about a lot of the wisdom that was shared by our guests back in season 1. Can you believe that we've been doing this podcast for almost a year now? And so we thought a great way to celebrate that would be to take a moment and reflect on a year that's gone by in the life of the Acts 29 Southern African Podcast. And so... We invite you to sit back and enjoy, as we recall, many of the key takeaways from our first six episodes. First up, our network director, Pastor One Mokatle, set the vision for the podcast as we launched back in October 2020.
2: Our vision, this podcast is not trying to change our vision. Um, we are a, a diverse Global family of church planting churches that that will never change, Uh, and we want to be do. We want to do that with theological clarity. Um, We we want to be missional in the way that we engage, um, and uh, and we want to just kind of be aware of the culture. Um, So uh, innovative in our mission, um, but culturally engaging uh, wherever we find ourselves. Um, And so when we think about what does it mean to be reconciling, well, we think uh, the gospel. The gospel reconciles us to. The Father, first and foremost, yeah, right, yeah. and uh, and then by kind of implication, it then reconciles us to one another, yeah. um, and so we we want to see that we want to see the, the gospel in the individual lives of people, and then we want to see the gospel flow out of those individual lives um, to you know their neighbors, their colleagues, yeah. uh, folks that they work with, family, and so forth. We want to see this reconciling, reconciling nature, um, and then the the, the word reflective. I think of, you know, when you, you look at your particular context, you're going, well, if God has called me to plant a church in this area, then um, I I want to reflect the context that I'm mm. in. I, I want to uh, show that the gospel actually is moving through that particular context. Uh, and so how do we do that? How do we become more reflective of our context? I don't want to plant a church in South Africa um, that, that makes absolute no sense to the average person in South Africa. Mm. We want to reflect our context. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as we do that, we put on display the beautiful diversity Uh, of God's kingdom and so um, in saying that we're going well let's start a podcast Mm -hmm. because we think it can aid us towards that right it can help us uh, move things uh, a lot quicker a lot smoother um, in the production of content uh, in the communicating of how uh, people are doing different things all across this region Um, it's just a great way to learn. We then met
1: Zinzile Mungalo who did a great job in explaining to us that our church plants finances really do matter.
3: So uh, church planters are very passionate about the mission and so they should be, Um, but they they are administrative things and compliance things that that could get them shut down if they don't pay very careful attention to. And so I think even in the planning process, those things need to be kept in mind. And um, generally with, with accounting, I mean, the perception is just that the, the, the finance person or the accountant of the church is the person that just collects the tithes mm. um, and and does a fancy presentation. Yeah, once uh, a month and we kind of folks not off
1: a little bit, just between <laughs> worship <laughs> this and, is, this and the, is the This is
3: how much people are giving. Right. Um, and, and that's generally it. But no one really talks about the compliance side. How do we keep our doors open? Practically, how do we make sure that we are above board when it comes to um, the revenue authorities, when it comes to being compliant with the laws of this country? Yeah. Um, I think that's very, very, very important and should be kept in mind.
1: Our focus then shifted to theology and church planting as we chatted to Dr. Batanayi Manika, who spoke to us about what he believed Africa's current greatest needs are.
4: Uh, Theological training would be somewhere at the top uh, of that. um, And uh, the other uh, would be understanding the times. Um, So those two would feature uh, right at the top. Uh, The reason I say theological training um, is because I obviously am uh, privileged to be a theologian. Right. But uh, the theology fundamentally functions as a compass that guides one's life right. one way or the other we all hold to a certain theological framework uh, from atheist to um, agnostic to christian we right. all have a, a theological framework that we work with and we express it um, uh, in real life situations one way or the other ego i think the african context is in desperate need of a uh, Bible based, a sure. uh, spirit informed or spirit empowered uh, and Christ centered theological paradigm. Uh, because in Africa is crying out for an uprooting of bad teaching right. and a planting and a replanting of good teaching. And uh, in there, Africa needs teachers uh, as part of uh, the group of uh, ministers who serve. Uh, the church uh, as uh, we try to realize this dream of um, giving healthy theological teaching to the church. Uh.
5: In the very beginning, as you're thinking for a church plant, um, for a church, think about women's voices from the beginning. Think about who is in your team. Are women in that team? Uh, Are their voices being heard? Are their gifts uh, being encouraged and affirmed? Uh, Are they really contributing to what this church is going to be? Uh, So we know that in the church, there's going to be both men and women. So we might as well start from there. And so I can't imagine anyone better than a woman kind of speaking for and bringing attention to the needs of women that need to be served. Uh, And we know all needs are met by the gospel. Uh, And this is just um, practically And having somebody who is a woman who can be able to attend to those things and speak into those things and serve those things. So I'd say, um, be intentional about that. And I would also say, if you have resources, um, also just show value in that role by actually hiring a woman to to do to do that work, uh, so that they can free themselves from other things and focus um, in that specific work that you're calling them to. So. Yeah, begin with everyone and everyone's voice in mind so that you can have this healthy church that you're hoping that God will um, will build.
1: We just heard from Confidence Mokatle, who was our guest on episode four of season one. I love what Confidence shared about being intentional around creating a space for all your core group's members' voices to be heard. Then We will Worship's Langa Bonambi stressed to us the importance of local song writing. Uh, well it's important because
6: God is at work right now and he's doing things in this time uh, culture culture is not static um, and so we need to document what God is doing in this particular yeah, time I love that wow. and uh, so I, I I approach songwriting in that way is that it's a means of documenting what God has done, what God is doing, and what God has promised to do right. within a particular context. And uh, and so, as as I've mentioned, you know how you know culture culture isn't static. So right. so there's there's always new things that God is doing within a culture, uh, even if it's not a new thing maybe that God is doing, but the expression, what it looks like within a different culture, right. is, is different to yeah. what it looked like you know, centuries ago, like. Uh...
1: Then Stephen Murray spoke to white led churches and the role that they can play within the reconciling discussion.
7: Particularly in even the evangelical church. And I would say maybe in the the, the more reformed end of the evangelical church, right. we've wielded a lot of power in predominantly white churches. Right. And so we need to be incredibly sensitive about that. The power has flowed downstream from those churches and and so we be, need to be careful about hogging that power right holding on to it and not releasing our black and colored leaders here in in the cape we've got a huge i mean our biggest population group of the cape colored community i know you might have listeners who listen in from the u.s who don't understand that concept but yeah there are right apartheid racial classifications that we have um that, that define who we are and, and as people in many ways uh, the history defines us uh, those groups have not historically had power in these sorts of um, circles, evangelical circles, and right. so if we're going to be a predominantly white church, and we end up by God's grace, whatever His His provision being this this predominantly white church with a predominantly white neighbourhood, we then got to be very careful about how we think about power. I think I right. think that's the big the big thing. Uh, it's, it's one thing. We, we, you, you could do window dressing and you can try and diversify your church a bit. And I think we should be working towards that kind of new creation vision of, of every tongue tribe. Right. Uh, Worshipping together before the throne. But that window dressing needs to not be devoid of actual power sharing. Sure. Uh, sure. You've got a couple of people of color in your church, but really the white guys hold the reins and they control the funding. I think that's a problem. And sure. it's happened in our country for decades and and it's time that some of us white ministers particularly take ownership for that and and say we need to step back here a little bit.
1: And finally George Kamara wrapped up our first season as he spoke candidly about strategy and church planting.
8: The big thing around church planting and strategy I would say is you're looking at three years out a good strategy should be a minimum of three years. Okay. Um, Kicking off with Getting the core foundation right. Any strategy is made up of three parts. Yeah. Any strategy is made up of three parts. And those three parts really is first is what is your position? Where are you right now? What do you have? Um and also what is happening around you? Right. So you may have an aspiration around, hey, listen, I want to open a church and I want to help the needy. Right. Okay. But what are you going to face in that? Are you facing society? Are you facing a community that is aggressive towards you? Are you? Do you know how to engage with this community? So that's the first thing. Second right. thing is you need to have people around you who can advise you. You know, the Bible talks to this about yeah. having eldership with you. And you absolutely need to have the Holy Spirit um, kind of leading you and guiding you to God's purpose and not what you perceive is your own purpose sure. to try sure. and get out to God. I think that is very 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 key so once you've done that and you've established your position out of that you should be able to identify five max okay um, what are those major challenges that you need to address in order for the church to be successful um, both at starting but in three years time to where you want to get to wow and once you've done that Um, That is where your strategy comes out of, the challenges. You go, okay, these are the three key things I need to focus on in order for us to be successful. I think the challenge when you don't do strategy is you see a hundred different things, and they all have equal weight, and no one is as important. So you're giving five minutes of your time to a hundred things as opposed to out of an hour, there's 40 minutes that goes to the most important thing, gospel, outreach, um, mission work. And then you might be you might be putting more time into administration, which is not what God calls us to. It's a part and function of how a church should run. Right. And then, so you make the main thing the main thing. And you mm. know more than three to five things is what you should be focusing on. And then the third part is, okay, now we know what our strategy is. What are the action steps against those three things, three to five things that you are going to get after and who is going to do it? Very, very important. Sure you do not have to do everything you get you decide along with your team what are the resources you have and how are you going to apply those resources to those strategy and action steps and how are they going to feed back when do you want to get after it usually a good 90 day plan three months to start getting after some of the steps and then you measure it on a quarterly basis that's the fourth part is you have to measure progress if you're not measuring progress, how do you know if you're making any success? So I think that's the basic structure of a, a strategy. Um, you have to have the help up front. Right. Look at where you currently are. Out of, your, out of the challenges that you're facing, identify what you're going to focus on and where you're going to spend the majority of your time. Out of that, figure out who your resources are, what the action steps against that are, and by when you want to have it done. And then the last, is track it on a quarterly basis and then I would say one last step which is kind of a a forward looking step is almost every fourth quarter you should be looking at your three year strategy again and saying okay what have we seen happen over the last three quarters and what's working what's not working what do we tweak along the way and is the Holy Spirit kind of leading we've gone through a period where this is what we needed to do and is he leading us in a different direction We always have to leave space for the Spirit in this and the fact that God works in His own time.
1: Wow, such good stuff. If you've heard something that stuck out to you or perhaps you heard something from one or two of our episodes that you missed, I'd encourage you to go back and to take a listen to the full episodes. I feel like there is really a wealth of wisdom in these episodes. We covered Acts 29's Southern Africa's vision, finances and compliance, theology and church planting, songwriting reconciliation and strategy next month we're going to be catching up on what's happened so far over the course of season two of the podcast i know i'm looking forward to it and i pray that you are too
0: thank you for your invaluable time and your humble willingness to engage with us remember that we drop a new episode on the last wednesday of the month don't forget to rate and review us on whichever podcast platform you get your podcasts from you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's X29 Southern Africa. And you can check out our website, x29.com slash network Southern Africa. Until next time, take care and be safe.